This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. We want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. I've got to go away. And baby, it's cold outside. And I'm Call of the Mossy, and you're listening to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report right here on ESPN Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Good morning. Happy New Year. Once again, we're back, and this is all presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember that doctor-led and patient-focused, and I'm glad to be here. A little chilly outside, baby. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Johnny Mercer, the great. Savannah, composer, music writer, whatever you want to call him. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. And what a great way to start the morning. But it's going to be sunny. It's going to be clear. Just a little chilly. And I'm glad I'm not up there in my old home. My old home of NYC, New York City, Long Island, where they are getting a lot of snow. The white, soft, cool stuff that you like to play in, but you don't like to drive in and you don't like to live in. Well, I don't. That's, of course, there are people that love it. But, I mean, another great week here in Savannah, Georgia for for sports. Uh, we got a lot going on college football bowl series we got the nfl we got local college teams armstrong atlantic savannah state taking on number nine ranked baylor last night and a lot of high school sports high school basketball high school wrestling going on and swimming's going on and you know what you just gotta love it just gotta love talking about local sports every saturday morning nine until 11 right here on espn radio savannah well we got a great show lined up and I know I only talked to this young man. He's still a young man to me. I had a coach against him. I had a, had a, you know, I had a, uh, get defenses to play against him, whether it be on the football field or the basketball court, but he's doing a great job over at Memorial Day School. And I'm excited about this because, you know what? When you jump from football, winning a state championship, then you gotta come back and defend your, State champion in basketball, that's pretty unique. That's pretty cool. And we're going to have Michael Thompson, the head coach over there at Memorial Day School, telling us how the Matadors, they call the Matadors on the basketball court, the Blue Thunder on the football field, are preparing to defend their class AA Georgia Independent School State Association title at 917. Then we'll go to the, the, to the, to the young guy, the producer of the show. If you're listening, PJ, good morning. A Penn State alum himself. That's Pennsylvania State. That's where he grew up, but he's a big Penn State fan. PJ Zuko. We're going to be talking college championship football game today. The outlook between Auburn and Florida State. And then we'll close out in the fourth quarter of the first hour, which is closing comments. We got Jeff Munkin leaving to go to Army. That's been a big story. Uh, who's going to be the coach up there? We still don't know. Uh, so we got a lot to talk about in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I break it down to four quarters. First game is from 9 until 10. The second game is from 10 until 11. We'll open up in the second hour with the scoreboard and sports news. Then we'll talk to our Wetherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week in quarter number two of the second hour, which is roughly about 10, 17. This kid's got a lot. A lot, a lot of accolades. He's got a lot of recognition. He probably, you know, my personal opinion was probably one of the best offensive linemen in the area. You know, offensive linemen get no love. Defensive linemen get no love. But defensive linemen get a little more love because they're more in the spotlight. But this kid had an unbelievable season over there at Benedictine. They had a great ground game. He was one of the leading forces. Offensive linemen. Benedictine football player. Georgia sports writer. 
Association first team offensive lineman Tristan Harkle Road, and that'll be about 1017 Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic after the week. Thank you to Doc Bart, Bart Weatherington for sponsoring us every week that I do this show. And then we'll talk to the big guy, WJCA, WJCL sports anchor and sports director Frank Silkowski on this year's top 10 local sports stories, according to the big guy who knows a lot about local sports. And then we'll close out the show about 1050 to about 1057. So once again, let's go to the high school scoreboard or the scoreboard. Once again, we start off with the high school. Basketball roundup. Jenkins, let's go to the girls' side. Jenkins beats Windsor Forest 70 to 23. Senior Faith Sanders, who uh, earlier this year committed to Northern Kentucky on a scholarship, scored 31 points, had eight rebounds, four steals, and two blocks. Way to go, Faith. Southeast Bullock beats New Hampstead 44 40. New Hampstead, the Lady Phoenix, are led by Mark. Tasia Brown and Jakira Richardson with 11 points apiece. Claxton beat Savannah Christian uh, 48-33. Myla Cooper led the Red Raiders with 11 points. That's the Lady Red Raiders. Atlanta Wesleyan comes down to take on Calvary Day School in girls basketball. They beat the Cavaliers 59-42. The Cavaliers are led by Brittany Griffin, 17 points, and Abigail Lewis's 9 points and 6 rebounds. Portal beats Country Day 52 39, I'm telling you this girl right now, she's only a sophomore, but she's a force to be reckoned with. You're going to hear a lot about this girl. Anna Muller had 18 points, 7 rebounds, and 4 blocks for the Lady Hornets. Beach all over Appling County. I don't think the Beach girls, the Lady Bulldogs, are left, uh, have lost yet. Uh, Coach Gordon steps in for the retired Ronald Booker. Uh, Olu Gordon, <laughs> I had a chance to work with her two years over at Durant Middle School. Great girl. She loves basketball. She's part of that bulldog tradition. She went to school there. They beat Appling 75-32. Erica Hicks has 15 points. Demaney Royal had a double-double, 10 points, 11 rebounds. And Eileen, Eileen Spann scores 13 points. And her sister, Irene Span has five steals. Effingham County, only one loss. Good buddy up there, Curtis Steven. Got those Lady Rebels going. Him and his assistant coach, Susan Ushery. They beat Ware County 52-32. Keisha Lewis, one of the best girls in this area, has 15 points. And Michaela Robinson adds 13. Bryan County beats St. Vincent's 31-25. Richmond Hill beats Bradwell Institute 43-23. Richmond Hill senior, Kiara Jackson breaks the 1,000-point scoring career mark. She has 1,009 points, and uh, what what a great accomplishment for any high school basketball player when you score 1,000 points in your career. Bible Baptist, Lady Braves all over Patrick. Well, not all over, uh, Squeaker. The Lady Braves beat uh, Patrick Henry 38-37. Lauren Mills has 17 points. Aaliyah Allison added 11. And Brianna Baysmore adds 10. South FEM over Wayne County 60-37. Tierra German leads the uh, Lady Mustangs on the court there and uh, one of the better basketball programs in the area. They're playing 4A, which is, you know, I guess pretty exciting because now you'll have Effingham County who has only one loss. I think South Effingham Lady Mustangs only have two losses, and you got two of the best teams, but they play in different uh, classifications now. So we could be seeing both those teams make a far run in the Georgia High School State basketball playoffs. On the boys' side, Jenkins only has lost one game, and that's non-region. Uh, I think they have 5-0 and in region play. They beat Windsor Forest, 98-51. Malik Benlevy puts in 21. Johnson all over Pierce County, 94-46. This is on the boys' side. Hakeem Coney scored a game-high 17 points, pulled down 10 rebounds and 7 steals. Almost a triple-triple. They had a double-double, okay? Uh, Savannah, hi. The Blue Jackets all over Tattnall County, 72-44. Calvary boys beat Atlanta Wesleyan, 39-32. These guys were 
unbelievable on the football field. Now they're going to be uh, unbelievable on the hardwood. Derek Kirkland has 11 points. Kalik Hughes has 7 points, 5 rebounds, and 4 assists in the Calvary victory. Brantley County beats Islands 53-46 in the siding game. Colt Yawn put in 21 points for the uh, Herons of Brantley County, and the Islands, Sharks, we're led by Brody Render, 11, and Ramon Gross, who had 11. Bible Baptist boys over Patrick Henry, 62 to 20. Um, Rashan Salter, 12 points, and Taylor Mathis, 10 points for the Braves of Bible Baptist. Benedictine beats Bryan County in a close one. Region play, 64 62. Uh, the Cadets were winning 33 to 18 at halftime, then withstood a 12 4 run by Bryan County to capture the victory. Compliments of the Savannah Morning News. Uh, Lewis Winters led the Cadets with 21 points. Brad Stewart added 19. Uh, the Redskins were led by Kajana Dixon's 25 points and Jeremy McClendon's 23. That's the Redskins of Bryan County. Bethesda beats Dominion Christian 54-47. Sean Deloach has 11 of his game-high 15 points in the first half. Uh, Frederica beats St. Andrews 72-55. Pavlov Iliak and Reed Bennett have 13 points apiece. Uh, and uh, Seth Hanbury adds 12 for the uh, Lions of St. Andrews. Claxton beats Savannah Christian 43-37. Bryce Evans leads the Red Raiders with 10 points. Effingham County pulls out an overtime win against Ware County, 87-80. Mondre Green scores 21 points. Jakeenan Gant going to Missouri has 19 points and 19 rebounds. Unbelievable. Portal beats Savannah Country Day 61-49. Demetrius Robertson scores 16 points to lead the Hornets. Don't forget, we got a lot of area wrestling going on. Uh, Benedictine beat Vidalia and then beat McIntosh County. BC and Vidalia advance to the second round of the area tournament in 1AA. Uh, at, at New Hampstead today, we have the Area 3A Dual meet going on, team duels going on, and I'm pretty sure, correct me if I can, give us a call, up in Effingham County, we got the 5A wrestling duels going on, so we got a lot going on, okay, on the college scene, okay, like I told you, Bella, number nine in the country in men's basketball, beat Savannah State 80-50, to it was on national TV, uh, I was flipping back between that and the football game, the Clemson game, when I got home last night. So uh, exciting to see the Tigers on TV getting a lot of recognition. I know it's 80-50, to 50, but those kids play hard. Horace Broadnecks has done a great job over there. I mean, you're playing the number nine team in, in, in the country. You only lose by 30. I don't care what anybody says. Those kids played hard last night. And uh, once again, go Tigers. So uh, that's the high school scoreboard. Uh, this past week, if I go to the college, is really quick. Uh, in basketball... Uh, the men's team over at Armstrong Atlantic had a great win the other day against Clayton State, 87-83. They drained two three-pointers to tie the game to go to overtime pull out the victory. The Lady uh, Pirates lost a tough one to the seventh-ranked team in the, in the country. Uh, Coach Bullock's doing a great job over there. She's got the girls running there. They're 6-3 and three overall, 1-2 and two in conference, but they'll bounce back. They lost a tough one. Clayton State ranked seventh in Division Two. They lost 77-67. Savannah State men, I told you, the Savannah State women under coach butler um you know representing uh savannah in women's basketball and i'm trying to come up with uh, the basketball here uh women's basketball savannah state right now okay they're six and seven overall but they're um in conference play i don't have conference play but next up for the lady tigers They'll take on University of Maryland Eastern Shore today in Savannah. Uh, 
don't have the game time, but they're home today against Maryland Eastern Shore. Oh, there it is, 6 o'clock. The Lady Tigers open up. And got to send a, a shout-out to SCAD. Their men's lacrosse program, okay, is ranked fourth in the SELC, the Southeastern Lacrosse College League. Uh, they're ranked fourth in that division, so we got lacrosse kicking up over there at SCAD. So a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things to talk about. Remember, you can give us a call at 920-4441. Let's hear what you have to say. Let's hear what your top stories were. The phone lines are open. Give us a call. That's what it's all about. Let's hear what the fans have to say. And once again, I'm glad to be here. I'm Carl Demasi. This could not happen with my sponsor, Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they have 26 of the finest and best-trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care, and they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 East Rand Avenue, right here in, it's a little chilly today, but lovely Savannah, Georgia, or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optumhealth, that's optumhealth.com. Next up, We'll be talking a little Matador basketball with the head guy, Michael Thompson. That's Memorial Day School. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, WSEG. And this is all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head is your exclusive local home for Mike and Mike in the Morning. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 a.m. The nation's most popular sports talk show. Mike Greenberg and Mike Golick get your morning started off with a unique mix of brains and brawn. From their stone-cold lead pipe blocks to the news of the weird and interviews with the latest newsmakers in sports. Join Greeny and Golick every weekday morning right here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head. AM 1400 and FM 104. Point three. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> I'm glad you joined me this morning for the Call Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia, all presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. And what a way to great, great way to bring in this segment of the show with a little thunder stick. And, of course, we're talking, we're going to be talking about Memorial Day School basketball. They're not known as the Blue Thunder on the hardwood, but on the football field, but they're known as the Matadors on the basketball court. And, you know, what can you say? In March, Memorial Day School brought home the Georgia Independent State Association AA Basketball Championship. They came back last month in December, brought home the football championship. They got a defender title now on the basketball court. It's the same guy running the show. He's the head coach of the football team and the basketball team, product of Memorial Day School through Georgia Southern, went through Georgia Southern and back here in Savannah, doing a great job. And joining us now on the ESPN Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, is the head coach of Memorial Day Boys Basketball, Michael Thompson. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? Hey, it's a Saturday morning, and I'm talking to you again. You just got to love it, Michael. I mean, uh, just so much success over there at Memorial Day School, and you're a product of the school, and now you're you're on the scenes, you're, you're in the classroom, you're strolling the sidelines. I got to tell you now, how do you go from winning a state championship 
and now defending a state championship. That's pretty unique. I mean, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's a great feeling, but you got to give it up to the um, the athletes and the student athletes we have a memorial day school, especially with our administration working with our kids and making sure they stay on track to graduate and get into our college. Well, I mean, they got a great leader in you, a great example, and uh, you go from the hardwood now, go from the football field to the hardwood. Tell us, tell us, what can we expect from Memorial Day School's boys basketball pro- program, the Blue, the, the Matadors? I want to call you the Blue Matadors now, Michael. You got me tongue-tied here with these nicknames, okay? These logos, but uh, I mean, how do you go preparing now from jumping from football to basketball, getting these young men ready for this basketball season? Because a lot of those guys, right, go from football to basketball. This is all about set rules and standards and guidelines. Uh, they they got to understand that, you know, what we did in football is football. But basketball, that's a different type of monster. We got to make sure we get in shape and um, build some chemistry amongst each other. Uh, we're going to have various starters, different nights, because um, uh, two of my good athletes decided not to play this year and focus on academics. So, And as a coach, you can't really discredit them because they choose to do that. So I need those two guys to step up and um, take on this leadership role so we can get back to the playoffs. Well, actually, you got to win the region championship first and get back into the playoffs and try to um, go to the um, state championship. Yeah, no, I'm jumping. I'm jumping the gun, man. I already got you winning the state champs again, but uh, you know it's starting to become uh, second nature for you guys. So I'm, I'm sorry that I'm putting that on your back. I know you got a bullseye to carry every time you guys go to opposing uh, gyms. So, uh, well, tell tell us about the team this year. Who's coming uh, back and uh, who's going to be the leaders and uh, how they're going to work together? Give your seniors some love, uh, Mike. Well, we are, I got to start off with this young man. He's been working extremely hard for the last three years, and uh, he's a senior this year. Alonzo Baker, uh, he plays uh, golf for us, and he's he picked it up very uh, tremendously last year in the playoffs. And uh, we also got to talk about uh, the Derek Wright, uh, the six, uh, seven um, center we have, who works extremely hard, and. Uh, Mari Lassen, who just goes out there and just gives a hundred percent and hustles, and uh, um, L. Washington, who's just that type of guy who's going to get the, um, the the trash buckets and he's going to hustle and he's going to play excellent defense. And we got two other seniors that are stepping up this year with James Seibert and uh, Jabari Martin, and which I, I think with those two stepping up, we can get back to where we were in the past three years. Well, I know, you know, you got a lot of guys going from football to basketball, same names we heard on the football field, Wright and uh, Washington and uh, Latson, and you count on these guys. Any newcomers to the basketball court that we might might be uh, not surprised but might stand out this year for you, for you guys? Uh, I have uh, Raheem Green who's going to give us a tremendous uplift in the, um, in the post area. Uh, he's a guy. He's that guy who's going to demand some double teams later on in the season. And uh, he's the guy who can, can get you off your feet with different various types of moves. And he's the guy you go to that, you know, teams are very limited down low in the post. So hopefully he can give us that spark we didn't have last year down low. And he, he's a big boy, isn't he? He's a, he's a wide body down low for you? Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Raheem's about 6'2". About 250, and he, he can move, and he can do those little things that you need from a guy that 
works hard in the post and that can deliver those easy buckets. Uh, I know uh, from watching him on the football field, he was a standout football player. I know he's going to be a bruiser down there on on, uh, on the on the hardwood. Let me ask you this question, Michael. You played football and basketball. Do you think football, playing the sport of football, helps basketball players? Oh, absolutely. I mean, when you play football, it, it brings on that physicality that you need. And when you take those bumps and bruises in basketball, you barely feel them because you play football. And uh, when you talk about playing football, football definitely builds character because you go out there and you see guys who want to be physical. It just sets you in a different mind frame than basketball because when you have basketball, you have that indoor contact when referees those ticky tack fouls that can frustrate you but football builds up to that and that's why I try to promote people to play both sports because you know when recruiters come around they they they're not just going to actually do you just play football they want athletes go out there playing various of sports so I try to promote all athletes just not just to stick to what you know to go out and um experience something different because when you get to them in the next level it's going to be guys out there that's going to be better than you and work harder than you. So it's up to you just to go out there and figure out how to play different sports. And uh, I agree 100%, Michael. Uh, I'm Carl Demasi. You're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Report here on ESPN Savannah Radio. I'm talking to the head basketball coach over at Memorial Day School, Michael Thompson. Uh, you know, they won the state championship basketball in March. They came back, won the football in December, and we're getting ready for, for them to defend their uh, their state championship. And like Michael said, if you were listening, they have to go through the region first. Tell us about the region. Who's the tough opponents? Uh, what, what, what does Memorial Day School got to do to win that region? Well, we have, uh, I, have, I think we have the toughest region in, um, GISA football. I mean, basketball, uh, we have Fred Rico, which won the state championships the years that we wasn't in double A. And then we also have first spreads right around the corner in Hinesville. And also we have, uh, Trinity from Dublin and we have Brentwood from, uh, Sandersville. So every night in our region play, it's going to be a tough fight. But, I mean, speaking of which, we didn't win the region last year, so that is one of our goals this year, just to try to step up our play in region play, you know, get our goal. And then um, next thing you know, we'll be in the playoffs and have that home field, and hopefully we can bring it home for all these seniors again. I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at last year's bracket, I mean, like you said, Frederica, First Presbyterian, yeah, yeah I mean, just, uh, you know, a, a big, uh, big rivalry inside that region. And let's start, I know we got, a, we got about a minute left here, so let's start with Monday night. You're taking on your, uh, one of your rivals right here in town, Bethesda. What can we expect out of that game? Oh, very up tempo. Uh, uh, Blazers, uh, I think, as, me coaching them more. I think we beat the Blazers one time. They always come in our gym prepared. They well coached, and uh, they always seem to have those guys that can push the ball and spot up and shoot the ball very well. Uh, they're a little young this year, but uh, I think Otonso will have those guys ready to play because ultimately this is a cross-town rivalry, and when you get that, it's you know, the, the, the effort is always great when you're playing out rivalry. So they're going to come in the gym and try to get one. And uh, it is up to us just to come and prepare ourselves and play four quarters and get turnovers and make sure we capitalize on those turnovers. And that's Monday night at your place at 630 at Memorial Day School, right, Michael? Correct. 
So if you want to watch uh, some high school hoops, a Monday edition of high school hoops, because usually they play on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday, get over there to Memorial Day School on Habersham Avenue and uh, Habersham Street at 630, where you got Bethesda Blazers coming in to take on the Memorial Mad Doors. Michael, best of luck. Always a pleasure. We'll keep in touch during the year. And uh, once again, go Matadors, or as you like to say, go Blue Thunder. <laughs> Thank you for all you do, that's Michael Thompson, the head coach at Memorial Day School, the, the Blue Thunder or the Matadors. Let's go with the Matadors. We're in basketball season defending their state, uh, Georgia Independent State Association, AA basketball championship. Monday night, 6.30 at Memorial Day School on Haberstam Street, right next to the YMCA. You can check out one of the best high school games in this area whenever these two teams get together. Bethesda, the Blazers, Bethesda Academy taking on Memorial Day School. Great guy, great job over there. Once again, Memorial Day School, one of the top athletic programs in Savannah, Georgia. Next up, we're going to jump guns here. We're going to go a little national. We're going to talk a little college championship Football, the BCS championship game, the Tigers of Auburn playing on or taking on the Seminoles of Florida State with no other than PJ Zuko, the host of First High School First Look every Thursday night during the football season here in Savannah, Georgia. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor and patient focused right here on ESPN Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs> Savannah. I'm Paul DeMossi. You're listening to the Call DeMossi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. It's been a great week of sports. I mean, what do you want? You got football on every night. You got pro football coming into playoffs. You got college basketball. You got local prep basketball. Just so much going on. And the big game tomorrow night wraps up. The FBS, the Football Bowl Series, and the big one, the Auburn Tigers, or are they war, or are they the War Eagles, taking on the Florida State Seminoles? I mean, I mean, what more you want? I mean, it's been an unbelievable football season. Florida State undefeated. Auburn, the team of destiny, that miracle catch against our dogs. And then, then I mean, being a, a football coach, since 1979, yes, I'm giving away my age here, I've never seen someone return a, mix, a missed field goal and no less 107 yards for a touchdown, let alone to win a championship, the SEC championship. I mean, it's just it's just so exciting. And uh, once again, I'm called Demasi. I'm glad you could join me, whether it's for five minutes or 15 minutes or five, five seconds, whatever you may be doing. But, you know, I'm getting excited here. And as Tommy Palmer told me last week, slow down, coach. Don't get excited. Do what you got to do. And as Frank Slikowski says, do what we do. And that's talk about local sports in this area. Florida State comes in. 
as a uh, nine and a half point favorite over the team of destiny, the Auburn Tigers. And uh, we're going to break it down with my producer every Saturday morning right here down there in the Golden Isle in the Brunswick studio. He does a great job with the high school first look during the high school football season. And that's the young guy. That's the Nittany Lion, as I call him, from Penn State, Pennsylvania, P.J. Zuko. Good morning, P.J. Morning, Carl. Getting ready for this national championship game. I, I can't wait for this on Monday. Well, I'm going to jump this quick, and I know we want to get to this game right away, but, you know, you got to be uh, thinking about who's going to be the head coach there. Uh, O'Brien jumps for the Texans. Uh, you know, Penn State's gone through that turmoil. He's done a great job. He's given a little stability over the last two years. What's happened there in Nittany Lionville? Well, it looks like we've narrowed our search down to three different coaches, um, and, and there's some I'm kind of happy with, some uh, I'm, I wouldn't really like to see w with the team, honestly. We got uh, James Franklin is on our radar for Vanderbilt, as he, he's on a lot of people's radar right now. Um, also, Al Golden of Miami, he's a Penn State guy, and uh, I'm sure we would like to have him back in the program also, Mike Munchek of the Tennessee Titans, uh, he's on our radar as well. He was talking to Tennessee about his future there yesterday. Supposedly no decision was made on that. Uh, there were reports yesterday that we had already offered the job to Al Golden, and he was expected to accept it. That wasn't from ESPN, though. That was from other networks, so I'm not quite sure how accurate uh, that is. But... If it were me, I'd rather see James Franklin just because I know he can win on the big stage. He's brought Vanderbilt up from uh, being basically nothing to actually contending a little bit in the SEC, so I think that would be good. Al Golden has uh, dealt with the sanctions down there and the craziness at Miami pretty well. Um, a little bit inconsistent with with the way his ball team has been playing the last couple weeks um, and the closing out the season, so we'll have to see how that goes there. Mike Munchek, I, I can't lie, not really someone I, I would be excited about Excited about getting. Um, he's been with the Tennessee Titans for a while and, and has been the head coach of the last three years and, and really uh, hasn't done very good there. So I don't know how excited I'd be about that one. But uh, James Franklin, uh, Al Golden, and Mike Munchak are the three names on the, on the short list for us. And two are Penn State alum, and one is a Philadelphia guy in Franklin, so it's going to be pretty exciting. I mean, just so much so much of that coaching, coaching carousel going on. Georgia Southern, we still have somebody in Georgia Southern. So, well, anyway, let's get back to what we can talk about. We can talk about this all day. But we got the big game tomorrow night, the BCS National Championship. You got a team that went undefeated. You got a team that wasn't even ranked until, I think, week eight when they reached number 24. I mean, just a great story when you talk about Auburn taking on, taking on the the Seminoles of Florida State. Yeah, and you look at where both of these teams have come from. I, I've heard it many a time at, uh, over the last couple weeks on ESPN and even BJ and Kevin and Matt talking about it as well. At the beginning of the season, who if, if we said that Florida State would be in the national championship with a redshirt freshman quarterback at the helm leading that offense, and also Auburn would be in the national championship after not winning an SEC game last year and, and doing bad, obviously, finding their head coach and having Gus Malzahn come in uh, as a new coach, if you were to say that at the beginning of the year, you would be crazy. You, you would be looked at as crazy. But now we're sitting here uh, on January 4th, and that's, how, that's who we have. 
um, in the national championship game. I was reading something uh, yesterday as well. Nick Marshall, the quarterback for Auburn, never took a snap in, in spring practice for the Auburn Tigers. He wasn't even there for the spring game or anything like that because he was still in a community college. So uh, you just look at the, the stories that um, both of these teams have, uh, players on these teams have. Uh, it, it is amazing to see them here and have them in the national championship game. But it's obviously going to be a very, very exciting championship game here on, on Monday night that I can't wait for. Very, very talented teams. All right, so uh, let's let's go right quickly to a breakdown. I know we're up against the clock here. What do you what do you like about Auburn? What do they need, need to do to win? I like Auburn's physicality on offense. Uh, I mean, you, you hear so much about the running offense, and Trey Mason is is just ridiculous with how much he can carry uh, the yeah. load for them, and Nick Marshall is also very talented. Uh, the main thing with Auburn is can they stop the Florida State offense, and I know we hear that a lot, but you, if you look at the overall... Um, if you look at the numbers for Auburn on defense, their rushing defense is, is 64th in America. And I know uh, you hear a lot about Florida State's passing offense, but they can rush the football as well. And if Auburn's not able to stop that, they could be in for a long night. Uh, if their defense can't stop Florida State, then it's going to be a shootout. Uh, but it's all about how their defense holds up against not only the passing offense of Florida State, but the rushing offense, and also how Nick Marshall is able to throw the ball. Because uh, obviously he's a very good runner, and so is Trey Mason, but you're going to need to throw the ball against his defense. And they got some men on defense as well. It's it's uh, it's it's hard to look at that defense and um, say that they're going to get run over and say that uh, they're going to get a lot of points put up on them, but I know Auburn can do it. It's just a matter of Nick Marshall throwing the football if he's able to do that well. The key for me, this is my take on what Auburn needs to do, is they need to have that control, ball control offense. If they can hold the ball 40 minutes in that game, Florida State's going to have their back against the walls. But you know what? Florida State's defense is opportunistic. Uh, they've been averaging four turnovers a game. The key is Auburn's got to control the game by ball control offense, running the ball, and also by not turning the ball over. That's the key, I think, for Auburn to win this game. Okay, that's my take on it. Now let's go to the other side. Let's go to the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, what's your take on Florida State? What do they need to need to do to win? Florida State's just got to keep doing what they've been doing all season. Go in there with a cool, calm demeanor, uh, not get rattled. I think in the beginning of the game, you're going to see both quarterbacks a little bit rattled. I mean, both of them are on big stages and, and you know, are... are uh, pretty young, so I mean, uh, you gotta look at that, but I think they'll get in rhythm as the game goes on. Uh, I think for Florida State, it's just been doing what you're doing all season. Stop people on offense, I mean, stop people on defense, uh, play that defense you have, and give the ball to Jameis Winston and, and let him throw to the best wide receiving core and maybe one of the best tight ends in Nico Leary in the country and see what you can do against that Auburn defense. I think it's going to be a shootout with Auburn, like you said, about controlling the ball. The thing is, can they do that without getting out of their mentality? Because you, you see sometimes uh, with, with teams, they get out of what they do normally, and it affects them a lot. So it, it, you, you got to uh, ha have balance there. But we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think for Florida State, uh, like I said, you just got to go in, do what you've been doing all season, keep a cool, calm demeanor, and give the ball to Jameis Winston and see what he can do with it.
Well, that's it. That's Mr. Excitement. Jameis Winston has to control this game. I mean, unbelievable season. Uh, Redshirt. Uh, quarterback, freshman, didn't play last year. I mean, he's just excited the nation, the Heisman Trophy winner. Uh, we could throw all the bad publicity out because that's what was been surrounding him until he won that Heisman Trophy. And uh, I'm excited about it. For FSU to win, they got to score like they've been doing all year long. They've been averaging 42 points a game. They got to put the points on the board and make Auburn play from behind. Because I got to be honest with you, I don't think Auburn has a very good passing game. I think, uh, you know, he, he, the, Nick Walker throws out a desperation, and uh, I think that's the biggest thing. I mean, he throws out a desperation. He had a tip pass for a touchdown against Georgia. I don't think he's a very good passer. I think he's an excellent athlete, an excellent runner. Florida State's got to make Nick Walker beat them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's exactly what they got to do. They got to stop the running game and make him make him throw it, make him be able to do that. But it's uh, saying that is much much more easy than than doing it if you're the Florida State Seminoles stopping that run game that uh, the Auburn Tigers have because it's obviously very very difficult to do. If Nick Saban and Alabama have a hard time and, and can't even stop that rushing offense, it's hard to find someone in the country that's going to. I think Florida State can slow it down. Uh, I don't think they can stop it totally, but I think that's all you're going to need to do in this game is be able to slow it down, maybe cause a turnover or two because in this game I think it's going to be a shootout. And if you look at the turnover margin, that's obviously something that's very big as well for both teams. Auburn, straight even across the board, they're sitting at zero. But if you look at Florida State, they are plus 17 in the turnover margin. I know they've played some lesser competition compared to what Auburn's played. But if you can make Auburn turn the football over one or two more times than you and you get those extra possessions and turn them into points, I think that that's how they win the football game. Well, I can't predict a score. I mean, you're over under 67 points. It's going to be a shootout. Uh, you know, but, you know, I think Auburn, like you said, is going to control it with, uh, with control of the ball and the clock. I think they'll score more TDs than, and Florida State will in the red zone. And should Auburn win? I don't know if you know this, PJ. It'll be the first time in NCAA history that a team has beat two number one teams to win the national title. Yeah, that that is crazy. I, I did hear that the other day. So, so you're going with Auburn? I'm going with the SEC. I'm going with the Auburn Tigers to beat the Florida State ACC Seminoles. I just think the SEC is a stronger, a stronger conference. Uh, battle tested, day week in week out. You're playing tough teams. I'm going with the Tigers. I can't give you a score, but I'm going to be rooting for those Tigers. Well, I hear you there, and I understand your pick. Obviously, SEC being a stronger conference, Auburn being battle-tested with all the teams they've played. They beat Alabama. They beat Missouri coming into this game. Uh, their only loss being to LSU. But in, in a season where the BCS games, every single game, the upset team has won. If you look at Michigan State, uh, UCF beating Baylor, Oklahoma yep. beating Alabama, and then last night with Clemson beating Ohio State. Yep. I don't think it's going to happen in the national championship game, even <laughs> though Auburn, a battle-tested team, pretty much the team of destiny with all these crazy plays that they've had all season. I think Florida State finds a way to get it done. I think Jameis Winston, uh, like I said, I think both quarterbacks start out pretty slow in, the, in about the first quarter, but I think they uh, get their legs underneath them. I think Florida State, by maybe three points, uh, three to six points at, at the most. I think it's going to be a very close game, but I'm going with the Seminoles. So yeah, here you have it. 
Coach Demasi, Carl Demasi picks the Auburn Tigers. P.J. Zuko, the host of High School First Look, goes with the Seminoles of Florida State. We'll have a lot of fun with that. And uh, P.J., great breakdown. Appreciate your input. And uh, I guess we'll be talking in, in the second hour about this again. So, uh, once again, I appreciate it. Great job. Hey, thank you, man, for bringing me on. Once again, that's P.J. Zuko, the host of the High School First Look right here on ESPN Radio every Thursday night in Savannah, Georgia, giving us his breakdown of the BCS championship game between the Auburn Tigers and the Seminoles of Florida State. Next up, we'll close out the first hour. We'll uh, talk about a little high school hoops that's going to go on today. You're listening to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG, all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Demasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And a little holiday cheer. Happy New Year. I'm Carl Demasi. You're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Report right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And uh, it's all presented to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, they're doctor-led patient focus. Same great place, just a new name. Used to be the Southeast Orthopedic Center, right there at 210 East Durant Avenue. Now it's just Optum Orthopedics. Well, we, we don't have much time to, to finish out the... Uh, First hour, uh, we've, we've, we've talked a lot about high school basketball with uh, Memorial Day School head coach Michael Thompson. Appreciate him coming on this Saturday morning. P.J. Zuko, the host of the High School First Look show that we run here on ESPN Radio Savannah every Thursday night, talking about the uh, championship game between Auburn and Florida State. Uh, just uh, I could talk hours about sports, and uh, so could P.J. and so could Michael Thompson, so I'm glad you're listening. Remember, we do have open phone lines. You want to call in, 920-4441. I'll stop what I'm talking about if I don't have a guest on, and we can talk about what you want to talk about. Who do you think is going to win that game, Auburn or Florida State? Give us a call back in the first part of the second hour. Yes, we played two games here. We're here from 9 to 10 and then 10 until 11. Uh, in the second hour, we're going to be talking to the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Benedictine football player, senior offensive lineman, you know, those guys in, in, on the line don't get any love. Tristan Harkle Road, who just uh, played in the National Underclassman uh, All-Star Football Game. Uh, he's also been first selected first team from the Georgia Sports Writers Association. Uh, so I'm excited about talking to him and him telling us about his experience at BC. They went 13-1, and 13-0, and lost a heartbreak at Lamar again. And then about his experience at that, that All-Star game. Uh, and then we'll talk to uh, the big guy, WJCL sports anchor and sports director Frank Slikowski on this year's top 10 local sports scores, local sports stories. So... Uh, you know, I'm looking forward to that too. Uh, we got a lot of basketball on tap. So if you want to go to some high school basketball game, Peach is going to Pierce County, Applings at Islands, Johnson at Tattnall, Savannah High at New Hampstead, Wesleyan at Savannah Country Day, Jenkins County at Calvary Day, South Effingham at Groves, Statesboro at Richmond Hill, and St. Vincent's at Windsor Forest, which means BC will follow right after them at Windsor Forest. So that's the high school, uh, 
games tonight, games today, if you want to watch some local high school uh, basketball. And you're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report every Saturday morning right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM WSEG and... Stay tuned for hour number two because we've got a lot to talk about. Once again, you can also call us at 912-920-4441. We want to hear what you got want we want to hear what you gotta say about local sports or national sports. You're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics. Stay tuned, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Call Demasi Sports Report on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. <laughs> This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. You want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> And good morning, Savannah, and hello, country. Welcome to hour number two of the Call Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. Well, the first hour flew by, and if you missed it, we talked to Memorial Day School head basketball coach Michael Thompson about the Matadors defending their Georgia Independent State Association AA basketball uh, championship from last year. Big game Monday night against Crosstown rival Bethesda at Memorial Day School, 6.30 tip-off. Then we talked to P.J. Zuko, the host of the High School First Look that was heard here every Thursday night here on ESPN Radio Savannah, giving us a little breakdown about the Auburn-Florida game, and then we closed out, which I only had about two minutes to close out uh, to end the first hour. The second hour... Once again, we play two games here. The second hour starting. We go from 10 until 11. We'll talk about high school scores right after I get done introducing who's on the show for the second hour. In the second hour, about 10-17, we'll have the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Benedictine football player, senior offensive lineman, Tristan Harkle Road. You remember, offensive lineman get no love, so uh, it's going to be pretty interesting because he's not going to be able to tell us about his, his touchdowns, his great catches, but I'm telling you right now, without an offensive line, or without linemen, you don't have a football team. You know, we got all the stars, but, you know, if you don't open the holes and you don't give the time for the quarterback to throw the ball, you don't have a football team. So, or, of course, on defense, stop the run game, plug the holes up. So uh, we can go back and forth. Being an old lineman, this is special because, you know, like I said, linemen get no love except from their teammates. And then we'll talk to the big guy, WJCL sports anchor and sports director Frank Slikowski, on this year's top ten story, local sports stories according to, of course, the big guy, Frank Slikowski. And then, of course, closing comments to wrap, out, wrap up the show. To go to the high school scoreboard pretty quick. Okay, we had a lot of scores last night, a lot of high school basketball games. We'll start with the ladies. Jenkins beats Windsor Forest 70-23. to uh, Faith Sanders scores 31 points for the Warriors. Southeast Bullet beats New Hampstead. New Hampstead was led by Martatia Brown and Jakira Richardson with 11 points each in a losing cause. Claxton beats Savannah Christian 48-33. Maya Cooper scores 11 for the 
Lady Red Raiders. Atlanta Wesleyan beats Calvary Day School 59-42. This is girls basketball. Brittany Griffin scores 17 points. Porto beats Savannah Country Day 52-39. Anna Muller, only a sophomore. I'm telling you right now, this girl is going to be a force in the next couple of years. 18 points, 7 rebounds on 4 block shots. Beats all over Appling County 75-32. Erica Hicks scores 15 points for the Lady Bulldogs. Uh, Dimani Dimani Royal has a double-double, 10 points, 11 rebounds. Effingham County, only one loss on the season. Beach Ware County, 52-32. Keisha Lewis led the Rebels with 15 points, and Michaela Robinson chipped in 13. Ryan County beats St. Vincent's, 31-25. Richmond Hill over Bradwell, 43-23. Richmond Hill senior Kier Jackson scores her thousandth point of her career. Something special for a high school basketball player, and she's still got about 15 games to go. Jackson now has 1,009 points in a career, and it's all part, and I have to say thank you to the Savannah Morning News for getting all these scores and getting this information, because without them, it's tough to find out local scores, okay? Bible Baptist beat Patrick Henry 38-37. Uh, Bible Baptist is led by Lauren Mills, who had 17 points. Allison, uh, Kaya Allison had 11, and Brianna Bazemore had 10. South Effingham beats Wayne County 60-37. On the boys' side, Jenkins beats Windsor Forest, 98-51. Jenkins remains undefeated in Region 35A. Malik Ben-Levy, 21 points. Johnson over Pierce County, 94-46. Hakeem Coney sc scores 17 points, pulled down 10 rebounds, and had 7 steals. Almost a triple-triple right there. Double-double. Not bad night for Mr. Coney. Savannah beats Tattnall County, 72-44. Calvary over Atlanta Wesleyan, 39-32. Brantley County over Islands, 53 46. Let me go back. Calvary won. They were led by Derek Kirkland's 11 points. Okay. Bradley County beats Islands. Islands was led by Brody Renders 11 and Ramon Gross's 11. Bible Baptist beats Patrick Henry 62 to 20. Rashawn Salter has 12 points for the Braves. Benedictine beats Bryan County 64-62 out there in Pembroke. Okay. Lewis Winters leads the cadets with 21 points and Brad Stewart puts down 19. Okay. Bethesda Play, play Domin Dominion Christian. They beat Dominion Christian 54-47. Sean Deloach has 11 of his game-high 15 points in the first half. Frederica beats St. Andrews 72-55. The Lions were led by, by Pavle Iglek and Reed Bennett 13 points apiece. Claxton beats Savannah Christian 43-37. Bryce Evans leads the Raiders with 10 points. And Effingham County beats Ware County in overtime. Mondre Green scores 21 points, but get a load of this. Jakeen and Gant... Uh, Verbal commitment to Missouri scores 19 points as 19 rebounds. Not too bad. Not not a bad double double. And Portal beats Savannah Country Day 61-49. Uh, Demetrius Robbins leads the Hornets in a losing cause with 16 points. In wrestling, we have the area wrestling team duels. Okay, in Effingham County, we have the 3-5A duels. At New Hampstead today, we have the 3A duels. And over at uh, in uh, I think Vidalia. Um, we have the area 1A, 2A duels. That's double uh, A with Benedictine beating Vidalia and beating McIntosh County. BC and Vidalia advanced to the second round of the those duels. And college on the hardwood, number nine, Bella, all over Savannah State, 80 to 50. But I'm telling you right now, it was on TV. I got to watch the last, roughly about the last quarter. Savannah State played hard. They played tough. When you play the number nine team in, in the nation, uh, you got to hang in with them. And uh, those kids gave everything they got. And like I said, Horace Broadneck, since he's, since he's been at Savannah State, has 
put a good product on the floor, and uh, I bet you they'll uh, they'll contend for the MEAC this year. They're a little smaller than nor- than usual, but they'll play hard for Coach Bordnex. So uh, that's on the college basketball scene. Of course, college football last night. Clemson, great game, great win last night for the Tigers. Exciting over Ohio State. Just uh, it's been a great bowl series. Uh, we still got about three minutes left here in the first quarter, and I have to go to something that's been news in this area that I have to get off my chest. Georgia Southern football looking for a head coach. Jeff Munkin did a great job, okay? He brought back the tradition. He brought back the triple option. He brought back Georgia Southern to what it once was, making the, the uh, you know, the NCAA, uh, let me get this right, FCH, the Football College Series uh, Tournament, making it two years in a row to, to the... Um, Semifinals against North Dakota State, who is playing for the championship again today. I mean, just a great job. But you know, there are coaches. There, there, there are two types of coaches. There are coaches that want to move up the ladder and get to a big name program, and there are coaches who like where they are. And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're a head coach, you always want to go somewhere or get somewhere that that's. I guess more prominent, more, more has more presence, and not many people give Army. A lot of credit. They used to be one of the powerhouses in college footballs, okay, in college football. Whether it be the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, 70s, and just lately it's gone downhill. You got to understand, when you're recruiting kids, okay, you got to go by the school's guidelines. And Navy and Army and Air Force, and uh, even go to the Maritime Academy, anything that's related to the armed forces has a strict requirement to getting in that school. You got to get some special kids to go to that school. Uh, you know, West Point. The Naval Academy, Annapolis, I mean, Boulder, Colorado, where the Air Force Academy is. You've got to get some special kids to go out there to, to commit to, one, learning how to defend our country, two, knowing that they're going to have to spend at least four years after they graduate in that service, and three, find time to play sports. You gotta find a special kid to do that. And you know, Jeff Munkin coached at Navy. Uh, now he's moving on to Army. He, he's moving up the, the, the coaching ladder. Don't forget also his salary is also increased tremendously. He loves Georgia Southern. He loves Statesboro. He's come back a second time. He's given to that community. Hey, I give him a lot of kudos for making this move, okay? It's something that is special to him. Working at a, uh, you know, a military academy. And I hope Georgia Southern, I know Georgia Southern will come up with a good man to take over that program. You know, it's just there's one problem. The Georgia Southern alumni are stuck on that triple option, and they got to get over it. It's not about the offense that you run. It's about the product you put on the football field. They're refurbishing the stadium. The prettiest little stadium in the United States is Oak Russell used to say, Paulson Stadium. They're in the Sun Belt Conference now. I mean, they got their work cut out for them. They'll find a good man, a leader, to take that program to the next level. Jeff Munkin did a great job. Time to move on. He wants to go to Army. I mean, I give him a lot of credit for making this move. Probably tore his heart. But you know what? we got to get over it and look for a new guy now. So that's my plug on Jeff Munkin. Great guy. Great job. Moving on to Army. Now Georgia Southern has to step up and find a new leader. Next up, we'll be talking. Well, let me take this one step back. I always forget about this in the second hour. I get to give a big kudos out to my sponsor. Without them, I wouldn't be doing this every Saturday morning, and that's Optum Orthopedics. They have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region, a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care. And remember, they support our local athletes and our local sports. 
The center is located here, right here at 210 East Rand Avenue in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optum, O-P-T-I-M, health, H-E-A-H-E-A-L-T-H, optumhealth.com. Well, next up, we'll be talking a little football with an offensive lineman who is a Georgia sports writer, first team uh, All-State offensive lineman, great year at Benedictine, senior football player Tristan Hawker Road. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSEG. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm ready to join me for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, every Saturday morning live from 9 until 11. Then we're in the second hour, 10 until 11, and uh, this is always one of my favorite spots. And I know I say favorite, and I'm excited all the time, but you know what? I am. I love what I'm doing here. It's a lot of fun talking about local sports. And when you get a chance to talk to the local athletes, the local kids, it's a lot of fun. Like I tell you every week, if you're an, you know, uh, you know, a listener every week or you're just tuning in right now, you can nominate these guys, these kids, these girls, these athletes. They could be peewee sports. They could be YMCA sports. They could be high school sports, college sports. I want you to nominate them. Just go to my Facebook page, the Call of the Massey Sports Report. Message me that you got a kid that deserves this. There's a lot of sports out there that doesn't get any recognition. And, you know, I want to hear from you. And I, I got talking to a guy last week, and he was talking about football. And we were talking about linemen and how offensive linemen don't get any credit. And, you know, being a former offensive lineman, and that's what I first started doing was coaching the offensive line when I got back into coaching high school football. I mean, these are the guys that don't get the recognition. The running backs, the quarterbacks, the linebackers, the defensive backs, the return specialists, they get all the love. But if you don't have any offensive linemen, you don't go anywhere. And BC had a great great year this year. We all know that. They went 13-0. and They got to Lamar County again. Tough heartbreak loss. But you know what? Without their offensive line, they wouldn't have been there. Okay, so, and, you know, this is a great choice, and I'm glad my friend nominated him and told me about him. But he's joining us now in the ESPN Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM studio. This week's Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, offensive lineman, senior Benedictine football player, Tristan Harkle Road. Good morning, Tristan. Good morning, Coach. How are you doing? Yeah, you know, like I said, I'm talking sports every Saturday morning. Something, it's it's a lot of fun to do. And talking to guys like you, you know, I've talked to Brad Stewart. I've talked to Sam Gia from... Uh, Savannah, uh, from Benedictine, I was going to say Savannah High School, but we're not at Savannah High School, even though that's their number one, used to be the number one rivalry. But uh, anyway, Sam Gia, cross-country runner, fourth in the state. How many people knew that? I mean, just bringing these kids on to talk about it and talking to your local, uh, talking to your other classmates has been a lot of fun. And uh, you've had a great season. I mean, football, I guess, has been something special to you. I mean, you guys make it uh, a run in the state playoffs. I mean, Coach Britt's turned the mentality over there. I mean, it's something special to play for BC because it's tradition. But what made Tristan Hawkel Road? Okay, let's just go to Tristan because I know I'm gonna get tongue tied on your last name. But uh, what what made what made you want to play football before you even got to BC? When did you start playing football? Well, it started a while ago. I mean, I started when I was playing six. It was just well, then it was just something I thought of like just doing. It wasn't as important to me as it is now. 
But when you start, and then, I mean, I just fell in love with it. I've been playing since I was six. I've never taken a year off of it, unlike other sports. Like, I've tried uh, tennis, golf, basketball, baseball. Baseball is another sport that i played as long as football. But with football, it's just it's the most emotional game for me. And I just I, I stay into it more than any other sport. And when I got to high school, it was just a whole new experience. And it was just, I mean, the... The importance of it just grew with like each year. I mean, it's just it's crazy. And you know, you said you've been playing six six since you're six years old. Where'd you go to middle school? I went to um, <clears throat> Blessed Sacrament until third grade, and then for fourth and fifth grade, I went over to May Howard. And then after that, I went to St. Peter the Apostle. So, you know, you've been playing, you've been playing uh, high school, uh, middle school sports. And what, what yeah, I know I'm going to ask you what you like most about it. But what made you choose BC? I mean, is that what everybody does at St. Peter's or is it just something that you wanted to do, be part of that tradition? Honestly, growing up and then obviously watching them play football every Friday night. I mean, it's just you dream about it. I mean, that's what you talk about. That's what your friends talk about. It's where you want to go. Your parents went there. Your cousins. There, I mean, everybody in the family has gone there, and you just want to you want to experience that. And then once you go through it and you grow into that program, you want to be part of that tradition. It's just, I mean, it's <clears throat> it's just a rich thing to be a part of. And you know, a lot of young guys like you do that. And you know, you know, football is a game where you got to get better. Like you said, you played basketball, you played tennis, you played golf, you played baseball. What do you like so much about football that that has got you uh, gravitated to the sport? What do you like so much about football? The feeling of playing in a game is just, it's the biggest adrenaline rush I feel. Like, I mean, you can go out and play baseball anytime you want, like when you're done with high school, but with football, I mean, you can't strap it up like you can other sports. This is never going to be the same. Like, like, I've always talked about this, and after that last high school game playing against Lamar County, I mean, I can still hear, I mean, I still see plays over and over in my head, and I can hear the crowd and everything. It's just the emotional experience in each game is just, it's so significant. You can't find that anywhere else. I mean, even Coach Britt says that his high school experience is better than his college experience. I mean, it's just there's nothing else like it. Yeah, and it you won't find it. It's you know, it's 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 so uh, it's fundamental. It's the, the 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 first level of getting into a uh, into a sport, and you, you form a bond. Your friends go there, your family's gone there. It's it's just something special about the game of football that people. If, if you don't get a chance to play, you don't know what we're talking about. But it's like a brotherhood. Whether you know, and I know BC has a lot of tradition. They have a lot of brotherhood. You go there, the alumni love you. But there's just something special about being part of a football team. And, yeah, I can agree with Coach Britt. I mean, my high school football career, I, I'll never forget it. I mean, and I still got three tapes way back when, and I watch every year because I'm, I'm so addicted to what, what happened back then. But that's a guy thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, now, you know, I, I have running backs in here. I've had linebackers. I've had quarterbacks. Offensive linemen, defensive linemen get no love. And people don't realize that there's a skill to playing that position. You... What's your skill? Is it, is it your power that you can block somebody, or is it you're quick to the to where the hole, the hole is where the running back? What 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 is Tristan's best skill at playing the game of football? I think it's important and good for me is low pad level and good footwork because I mean if you can't have that then you cannot be a lineman. Those are key skills that you need to have, and then just obviously have good hands and good footwork. Because I mean that's that's literally all you got. All right, now I'm gonna make you wear a coaching hat here. You know we got a lot of people lo listening. I hope I got a lot of people listening, and I'm told I got a lot of people listening. But what is what is blocking below your pads mean? To, people don't understand that. I understand it because I coached the game. 
Well, when I say low pad level, I mean, you don't want to be up in the dude's shoulders because, I mean, you're just going to get stood up. You're not going to go anywhere. you got to get under him and get under his belt. Well, his belt is where his waist is, and that's where you want to get him. And you can just take him anywhere you want if you get there. Now, I'm going to, Tristan said it perfectly. Now, I'm helping you guys out there and ladies, okay? you got to be lower than the guy that you're going against. And if you stand up, the guy you're going against controls you. And that's what we say as coaches. You have to stay below the shoulders. You have to have an aiming point at the waist, and you have to control the guy. If you stand up, you know, remember, offensive linemen can't use their hands, but we know they do. But uh, that's another story. But defensive linemen can use their hands, so they can throw you around if you stand up, and that's what he's mean. And, you know, that's, you know, it's something special. And quick feet. If you're slow, if you're, you know, if you don't move, they're going to go right around you, right? Yes, sir. So, uh, all right, so now, you know, you talked about, you're concentrating on just playing football. There's a routine that we we know that golfers use to get better, tennis players, baseball players. As far as football goes, and Tristan Hawker wrote, what did you do to make yourself a better football player? What was your routine to make you a better football player? Well, especially with high school, I mean, you do summer workouts, which is different because in middle school, they don't take it as seriously. You start practicing like maybe a month before you actually start playing games, but with football, you start with spring practice, and then you go right in the summer working four or five days a week, just getting stronger and running out on the field. And then you have special, like, you have each coach with their uh, mini practice after our workouts and training, getting better and working on fundamental footwork and all this stuff. And then, of course, after the season's over, I mean, there's no time to waste. I mean, especially when Coach Bray got here, we were going back to the weight room right after the season and not wasting any time, just getting better for next season. Yeah, there's, there's no time to take off because, like, you know, I bet you Coach Britt has told you over and again, there's always someone out there trying to outwork you. Oh, always. Especially after last, like, not this last season, but past one where we went eight and four, three or four. Yeah, I mean, everybody was out to get us because I mean, we were the talk of this, this the town. So, well, you know, you, you kept up your reputation. You went thirteen and zero, and uh, like anything else, we have to have goals in life. Like, you want to make yourself a better football player, so you get in the weight room and you work on your strength, you work on your speed. As far as a team, what was what was the uh, cadets team goal for this season? Well, as Coach Britt always told us, he ingrained in our minds that we were going to be the most disciplined, most intelligent, most physical football team. And uh, I think we can safely say that we were up to a certain point. But, I mean, I feel like we've worked harder than any team. And it was unfortunate how we had to come back to Lamar County and face our same fate as last year. But, I mean, up till then, I think we've had the best team. Oh, I mean, there's, there's no doubt about it. You guys, the last two years have uh, turned people's heads. Uh, once again, BC is on the, on the uh, front page of uh, everybody's uh, mind. or It's on the front page of the news, and you guys done a great job. And, you know, being physical, being disciplined, and being smart play a big role in, you know, beating your opponent. Now, as far as you go, what was your personal goal? My personal goal for my senior year, especially since I'm wanting to play college football, was wanting to be the best offensive lineman I could possibly be and to make first team all state. Well, you know, you did that. You made first team all region. You made first team uh, Savannah Morning News all city. You made the Georgia Sports Writers Association first team. You got to play in the National Underclassmen All-Star Game up on Myrtle Beach last week. What, what was it like playing in that All-Star Game? I mean, going against kids that were supposed to be rated just as good as you are. What was that like? That was actually kind of like a college experience. I mean, that was the first time playing with people you don't know. It's like everyone's new and fresh to everybody. You got to bond with somebody in just a few days of practice. 
even then, I mean, it doesn't compare, but it's still, it was, man, it was a great experience. It was really fun. And it was nice to go out with a win for your high school. It was the last game to play. I just wish everybody on the team could have been there. What, what was the what was the typical practice like? Did you just go out there and go over plays, or they give you routines? Did you they do fundamentals? I mean, you got a bunch of guys that are really good. I mean, what was the typical practice? What was the routine? Well, for South offense, all we did is we broke up into um, position, and we had offense line. He told us we were going to run six plays, and we're going to run them real good. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't very hard to catch on. It was very quick, easy uh, hand signals and everything. But um, after we I mean, we just did that for the first day, and the next day we went straight to pads and then started running plays with the whole team and actually came together real well. So what was the one thing that you could take away from playing that game besides winning? What was one memorable moment for you? I mean, watching the post, they ran four touchdowns behind you and uh, following along. I mean, what was so special about it? Honestly, I guess wearing the helmet one more time for high school because I know I'm, I'm not going to ever be able to experience it again. It Putting just... pads on one more time and having that maroon he helmet on your head, right? Yes, sir. So it means a lot. And plus, you got a maroon jersey, too. How ironic was that, that? That worked out great. And we were playing at Memorial Stadium. So <laughs> it's it pretty like cool, eh? Left home. <laughs> so, all right. So uh, let's get wrap this up. We're running against the clock here. Now, of course, Coach Britt comes in. You guys, I mean, as, as senior, I, th I think your freshman year, you're 1-9. And, and you go back-to-back -back playoff games. And, you know, like you said, your fate was, again, to lose to Lamar, which, you know, is tough to take. But tell us about Coach Britt. What does he mean to that program mean to you? Coach Britt has completely flipped it around. I mean, 100%. He took it from being 1-9 and nine and came in, and we bought into it my sophomore year, and that's where it all started. It's really, I mean, we didn't do our best, but it was better than 1-9. and nine. We went 5-5 five and five, uh, regular season, then got our butts handed to us first game. But once we dropped down to um, Region 2A, and then we, I mean, it was kind of like a new flames lit, and we were just we were on task, and we were doing good. But uh, we were doing pretty well, and then we faced Lamar County, and unfortunately beat us with a field goal again. Uh, and then we played um, this year, and it was just, I mean, it was good, but I just I, I get flustered when we talk about it because yeah, it's tough. It really yeah. is tough. But you know, you got a lot of accolades to go with it. You guys got a lot of recognition, a lot of good things, and you know, it's tough when you lose your last game. And I can tell you, I lost the championship game. I've never looked at that film. So uh, I mean, as a coach, so I yeah. know exactly what you're saying. It's tough, but you know, a lot of people know who you are now. You're uh, you know Georgia Sports Writers Association first team All Star. I mean, do you participate in any sports? Do you have any a chance to do any sports now, or you gave everything up? With high school, high school, high school, high school. Yeah, I mean, I, I used to play baseball, but I stopped playing last or senior, sophomore year, excuse me, because I'm wanting to focus on college. I need all the time I can have there to to practice for college. To get ready for it, yeah. I mean, you got to spend time, and some some players like to concentrate on it. And you know, you realize that you know baseball is not going to be your first love. Football is now. As far as BC goes, Benedictine. Any other extracurricular activities you participate in besides sports? Well, honestly, with football, it's kind of like that one sport where you don't really have any extra time. I mean, I, most of my friends that play other sports, they can have, like, if they play golf, they can go get a job somewhere local and then make some money. But, I mean, I'm sitting over here just having to train every day. I mean, I, I'm not complaining because I love it, and it's something I'm going to be doing for hopefully another four years. Four years. Now, as, as, you know, you already told us that, you know, BC has meant a lot to you. It's tradition. It's family. You, you love going there. But as far as the school goes, tell everybody what BC means to you guys over there. From an outside view, I mean, people probably think we're just a bunch of boys <laughs> talking and full of ourselves. But honestly, 
I mean, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. I've never found an experience like this at any other place. And everybody there, I mean, we just form such a bond. I mean, it's just everyone's like family there. And even when you graduate, most high schools or other schools, you go off, you don't hear from anybody. With this school, I mean, everybody stays in touch, and there's a, just a huge network of alumni that are always there to help out. I mean, it's just great. And you can come back to Savannah. If you need a little help with something, I mean, someone's there to help you from B.C. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, no matter what uh, year you graduated. I mean, everybody accepts you. Now, as far as college goes, uh, any plans? Uh, any uh, colleges up front looking at you? Any any places you especially want to go to? Um, there, there's a few that um, that are looking at me. And Savannah State, for one, has offered me a full ride, and I have a couple official visits this week, or this uh, month to uh, Wofford and Birmingham Southern. And I've got a schedule of ones for Stetson University and Georgetown. Oh, I'm also talking to uh, Kennesaw State. That's good. I mean, they're going to start coming in. You know, National Signing Day is not till February. And you know what? Even, you know, like I tell everybody, you know, someone's going to pick you up. Someone's going to, I mean, you got the accolades, you got the ability, you got the strength. Someone's going to look you up. As far as now, let's throw football aside. How about what are your future plans? What do you want to do when you uh, finally finish uh, going to college and playing football? Well, one, I think I'm going to either do probably anesthesiology or something like that. Because I don't really, I, I don't, I'm not good with political science or anything <laughs> else like that. With math or like biology or physics, I've always had a love for it. And I think I'm just going to use, I'm going to follow that and see where I go with it. Hey, you know what? You know, you go into college. Not many college students, freshman college students, know what they want to do. They got to find out what they want to do. And your first couple of years are going to be all your basic classes. So you'll find out what you want to do. But Tristan, you've had a great year. I'm Carl Demasi. You're listening to Carl Demasi Sports Board. I have Tristan Hawkle Road on. He's our Weatherington Chiropractic Athlete of the Week. He's an offensive lineman, first team All City, first team All Region, Georgia Sports Writers Association, first team offensive lineman. Played in the uh, the. Um, National underclassman all-star game in uh, Myrtle Beach last week. Great job. Keep up the good work, and, you know, linemen do get love. <laughs> so. Yeah, I would like to say uh, I want to give a special thanks to offensive line because and defense line as well. We don't get any – well, we get very little credit. You know, we don't get our name in the papers. We don't get our stats down. But without us, I mean, like <laughs> Coach Monty said, we would not have a team. And I just mean it's a great privilege to play for BC and especially on the offensive line. Great job, and you are – this week's Weatherington Chiropractic and Athlete of the Week for January 4th, Tristan Hawker Road from Benedictine Football. Keep up the great work, and you know what? When you get somewhere, we're going to talk about it, and we'll bring you back on and tell us what your expectations are going to that school, Tristan. Great job. Thank you. There you go. And here's the plaque from Dr. Bart Weatherington. And remember, Dr. Bart Weatherington from the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic sponsors this segment. Your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time. It makes you mad. The pain drives you crazy. You just want to pick up something and throw it across the room if you can. Well, at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care, have uh, pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and, of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, located at the corner of 7th Avenue and Waters Avenue, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Once again, Tristan Hawker Road, thanks for coming in. Great job from Benedictine Football. Thank you. Keep up the great work. Next up, we'll have the big guy, the sports anchor from WJCL and the sports director, Frank Silkowski, on this year's top ten local sports stories, according to the big guy. You're listening to the Call of Democracy Sports Board, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM, WSEG. And now, back. 
back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optimal Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, and 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me every Saturday morning for the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400. And 104.3 FM WSEG. I know I ran a little long with Mr. Hockerold, Tristan Hockerold, our Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Benedictine football player, great kid, offensive lineman, gets no love, so I guess being a former lineman, I had to give him a little shout out here, and uh, such a great kid, and hopefully uh, he'll find a special place where he can continue playing his football career. Well, it's the uh, new year, we always have the top ten stories here in Savannah, I really don't have top 10, but I know this guy does because he's all over the place, and that's the WJCL sports anchor and sports director, the big guy, joining us now on ESPN Savannah AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline, Frank Solkowski. Good morning, Frank. Morning, Coach. How are you? Hey, you know, I, I ran a little long. You know me. Once I start talking sports, I don't know when to cut off. Uh, you know, so uh, Tristan Hawkerroad was here from Benedictine Football, play, football uh, Georgia State Sports Writers Association, first team, offensive lineman, great kid. Oh, no doubt about it. Man. A really quality football player. So if you're going to go along with someone, you might as well go along with, with someone who can really back it up, not old hacks like myself. <laughs> Me too. I can vouch for that one. But, uh, you know, it, it's a special time of the year. Everybody's making a New Year's resolution. And what's going to happen next year? I know you're going to be you're wearing some new, nice, uh, small fish ties. But uh, the sports scene, top stories in Savannah. Uh, you know, let, let's talk about it quickly. I mean, uh, let's let's go with your top three because I know I'm going to run out of time here. I know you had Johnson in Savannah High. They met in the Georgia High School State Association Basketball Championship. Why did you pick that as your number three top story? Well, I'll tell you what, uh, you know, if I really had to pick a, a really over-top over pick, you know, it's part of, you know, what we're doing here today. I mean, uh, I tell you what, it was so cool in this past year to have, you know, ESPN Radio uh, rebirth here in Savannah and offer so many opportunities to talk local sports, including your show there, and, and of course, daily with the guys from 3 and Out. It's really fun to, to see a group that's so committed to, to promoting local sports and being underneath that ESPN banner which uh, everybody knows is the worldwide leader in sports. But let's go ahead and talk about, uh, you know, what, what we're dealing with. I, if, I had, if I had to pick my top three, it was a no-brainer. It was that Johnson-Savannah state championship match. Uh, you know, you, you have to go play in Macon uh, for a state title with two city rivals, and, and, and Savannah really showed up in that one by making the trip over to the Macon Centerplex. And, of course, Johnson uh, winning it all. Uh, behind, uh, Tim Quarterman, who's now doing his thing down at LSU. Definitely the number three story there. And, and number two and number one, they kind of morphed into each other. It's just, it's really been, you know, a wild kind of a month and a half for Georgia Southern athletics. Uh, on any given year, Georgia Southern knocking off Florida at the swamp, uh, 26-20 is going to be your top local sports story. Uh, this year it's going to come in at number two because the only thing that really trumped it was, uh, you know, several weeks after that game, you lose the, the man partially responsible for that win and head coach Jeff Munkin, who is now the new head coach at Army. So, uh, Georgia Southern taking out the top two spots, that Johnson Savannah State Championship game coming there at number three. Also got to give props to Memorial Day and Robert Toombs Christian Academy. They're coming in at number five for their state championships in GISA football. 
and also there at number four, the the Armstrong Atlantic women's tennis team. Every year, Armstrong cracking the top five for their tennis program, whether it's the men, the women, or both winning national titles on the on the court. So our top five goes down like that. Memorial Day, Robert Toombs winning GISA. Uh, you have Armstrong Atlantic winning yet another national championship in tennis. Uh, you have Johnson and the Savannah playing for the state championship in AAA and GHS. They, of course, they had a smashers with the win there. You got Georgia Southern knocking off uh, Florida down at the swamp as they drain the swamp. Uh, then at number one, you got Jeff Munkin leaving for Army. And as we know, the rest of the story for that Jeff Munkin will probably uh, be playing out into this week as we uh, hopefully find out who will be the new head coach there at Georgia Southern. Well, you know, it's really exciting time up there in uh, Statesboro. I mean, they're jumping, the, they're making a jump to the Sun Belt. They're going up into the FBS uh, division, the Division One, as we call it, us old guys back in the day. And you know, but I, I like I said uh, at the end of the last hour, Jeff Munkin's doing the right thing for Jeff Munkin. He wants to take the st- to take the step up, and Army is a step up. Uh, I mean, it's it's a national known football program. It's not the powerhouse it used to be, but it's something special to him because he loved being at the Naval Academy. He loves the uh, the military discipline. It's a perfect fit, and I can't blame him for doing this. Well, I mean, and that's I think what a lot of people get the blinders on, you know. And and you know, you being coach, I have two brothers who are in coaching, and just being around the television end of it, being around so many uh, folks. Uh, I think some people tend to forget that coaches. They're people too. I mean, let's be all honest. I mean, uh, if, if you're sweeping floors, if you're flipping burgers, if you're selling real estate, if you're doing this, you're doing that, you get offered a job that's three times your salary. Three times your salary. It is a bigger job. You're getting a, a quarter office with a, with a desk and a view. Uh, you're, you're lying to me if you're telling me you're not going to listen and you, there's not a chance you're going to take it. Uh, you know, and I, I've told that to people and they said, you know, I, I've never really looked at it that way. I'm like, well, how can you not? That's, his job is being a, a college football coach, and this opportunity came up, and you can't really knock him for doing it. I mean, it's, it's the best for what's for him and his family. I mean, he's got to make that choice. You know, he's got a family to take care of as well and a career. And, and you know, uh, you know. with that said, I don't know why there's so much bitterness towards Jeff Munkin uh, leaving Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, I, I think we should thank him for what he did at Georgia Southern and wish him the best of luck. And, you know, maybe not see you later, but, you know, it's not, not goodbye, but see you later. So, uh, again, you know, it, it's going to happen in this business. You, you know, you can't have the same coach forever and ever and ever. Those days have long passed. So, uh, you know, now we just embrace what we have and embrace the traditions and, and the winning tradition there at Georgia Southern and, and welcome the new guy in and, and hopefully we'll uh, see more success at the next level. I mean, I agree with you 100%. I'm a coach, and I, you know, I know being a high school coach, if I have assistant coaches, if they don't have the desire to be a head coach somewhere, What's motivating them to be a coach? And it's the same thing in college. If you're not motivating, if you're not motivated to go to the next step to get the best job, you know, and there's only 121, 120 Division One football jobs, and after that is the NFL. Oh, there, there's something wrong. There's got to be something to keep you going. Like you said, it's a job. Three times the salary. I mean, I don't have no business. I think he brought back the tradition that Georgia Southern was and still is. He brought back the, the, the tradition of Irk Russell that built that foundation of that program. My hat's off to him, and I hope he's very successful at, at, at Army. I tell you what, I mean, and the thing about it is he knows the challenge that awaits him up. A once proud tradition there at Army. Uh, you know what rivals you're going to have. You know what measly coming in the charges to get Army back to bowl games, and and you know that's a reality in today's college football world. The other big thing is beat Navy. You know that's going to be one of the big charges. Is Army wants to beat Navy. It's been a while since they've done it. 
So, so Jeff Munkin has his uh, has his game plan in front of him. If, if, you know, if you're going to talk about something, now he's starting to bring some assistant coaches with him, as as that always happens too when there's a coaching change. So, uh, again, you know, it, it's full steam ahead. Uh, you know, it'll be fun to to watch. You know, Army in the years to come, just like it's been fun to kind of keep an eye on Navy when Paul Johnson was there, and it, you know, just. You know, watch and see what kind of work can be done because, uh, you know, the, the task at hand is tough. I mean, you're, you're not necessarily molding football players to a football player. You're, you're footing, right. you're, you know, you're, you're molding soldiers. And that's exactly. what happened there at Army. Well, Frank, I know we could talk about this for hours. I appreciate you taking the time coming on, and I appreciate the uh, the comment of being part of ESPN Radio because the big guy in ESPN are teamed up to make this uh, one great radio station here in Savannah, Georgia. I'm glad ESPN is back here in Savannah, Georgia. And once again, WJCL has the, the best sports anchor and sports director here in Savannah. Great job. Keep it up. No, thank you, as always. And uh, you know what? Looking for bigger and better things in 2014. You got it, Frank. Have a good one. You do. And that's the sports anchor from WJCL and the sports director, Frank Slikowski, on his top five local sports stories here in Savannah, Georgia. Great job. Follow him every every weeknight, 6 and at 10 and at 11. He's on there. Remember, i got to thank my sponsor for the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week trophy plaque, and that's Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. You're a coach, parent, local organization. You need uniforms. You need cleats. You need sports-specific shoes. You need basketballs, baseballs, golf balls, whatever you may need. And, of course, trophies or plaques to give to your employees or give to your team. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall, Annex, right behind the Oglethorpe Mall here in Savannah, Georgia. Remember, Savannah... Uh, remember, Savannah, Russell Sporting Goods is a Savannah family-owned business. It's been around for 45 years, and it's going to be around here a lot longer. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Janet, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, and they will help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. Next up, close out this baby. We're not going to have much time. Glad you're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 14 and 104.3 FM, W. U-S-E-G. ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head is your exclusive local home for the herd with Colin Coward. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Put your thinking cap on as Uncle Colin will challenge the status quo and tackle every major topic in sports. Whether he's spanning the globe or chatting with personalities, Colin Coward has his own special way of breaking down the latest news for you. The herd with Colin Coward right here on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head. AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. I really can't but stay. But baby, it's cold outside. And I'm called Bossy. Baby, is cold outside. Thanks, Johnny Mercer, for that fine too. Deep down here in Savannah, Georgia. And this show flies by every, every Saturday morning. I can't believe I only got about a minute and a half left. And, uh, you know, I got to thank everybody that makes this show possible. It's been a great year, and I'm looking forward to another year. Uh, ESPN Radio Savannah has been good to me. Charlie Comins, the man that runs the show at ESPN Coastal Georgia, and the three and out guys, BJ, Matt, and Kevin, and, of course, PJ, every Saturday morning getting up here to make sure the show goes on, on for, for the whole two hours and uh, the guests. 
local guests, the kids like Tristan Hawker Road from BC, and uh, just I mean, it just makes it what it is. Frank Silkowski giving us an update on local sports, and uh, you know all the coaches, Memorial Day School, Michael Thompson, and you know Danny Britt and Mark Stroud. I mean, I can go on and on, and I've been blessed to do this. Since uh, March, uh, I'm, I hopefully I'll continue it longer, and uh, I appreciate you guys out there who listen to this show because it's what makes this show go, and uh, I really do appreciate it. And to my sponsors, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, uh, Optimal Orthopedics, Weather and Chiropractic Clinic, great job. And until next week, as always, whatever you may be doing, hit it out of the park. And you're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report brought to you by Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM, WSCG, all part of the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Happy New Year! This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. <laughs>